Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Von Schatzer will share the truth behind the Declaration of Independence, and Greg Patton will be here with some encouraging insight into living in today's world. Hello to all of our friends listening today on the radio or online. Thank you for being here. We're excited to announce that you can now hear Watchmen on the Wall on the websites oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. More ways to access the Christ-centered clarity that is needed now more than ever. Whether you're listening on the radio or online, if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, make sure you request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Friends, are you aware that most Americans don't know that the Declaration of Independence is the number one document of our country? Today's guest, Von Schatzer, is here to help us know the truth behind the Declaration of Independence. We're back with Vaughn Schatzer. Today we're going to continue our discussion about our amazing founding, things that most people are in ignorance of, the fact that our founders love the Bible, they realized that people needed a Savior and still need a Savior, and they realized that a monarchy is the wrong form of government. We spoke about why we have a president and not a king. The rallying cry of the American Revolution was, no king but Jesus. And wow, if we had that kind of a motto, and if Jesus were our king today, we would not be bogged down in all these silly wars and confusing things. Well, Vaughn, so good to have you with us once again. Thank you, Brother Larry. It's always a blessing, and uh, I'm so excited to be with you and your listeners. And uh, Psalm 78 says to pass on our godly heritage uh, to the next generation, and we have so miserably failed that, and I'm so thankful we can do that on your program with Southwest Radio Church. Thank you for standing up for truth that will set us all free. And that is very true. The truth will set us free. Ignorance of the truth or rebellion of the truth always has some serious consequences that leads us into bondage, and today we are in bondage to Sin, murder, lust, crazy ideas, but the truth will set us free. So, Vaughn, what was the only school textbook besides the Bible our founding fathers used? Now, I have a copy of it here right in my hand. I'm looking at it. It's a little book, a little school textbook. It's probably seven or eight inches high and probably six inches wide. It's called the New England Primer. And it was used for 210 years in America as the first school textbook, from 1690 till 1900. Uh, George Washington, John Hancock, Patrick Henry, all of our founding fathers, uh, Sam Adams and John Adams, all these, they all learned to read and write from the New England mm, Primer. Wow. And it has several sections in it. And, uh, Brother Larry, I'd like to just give you a couple examples here yes, yes. of what's in this. The first section is called the Rhyming Alphabet, and I want to give you a couple examples. First of all, it has an A here, and it says, In Adam's fall we sinned all. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's so beautiful here. 
how they've done this. And there's a picture of Adam and Eve holding hands, and then behind them is the tree of knowledge of good and evil with a serpent wrapped around it. So the little boys and girls could actually get an idea what it was talking about. Here's C. Christ crucified for sinners died. Mm. And there's a picture of a cross and Jesus coming off the cross and then naturally resurrected. And then H, my book and heart must never part. There's a picture of a heart with the Bible inside of it. Mm. And then how about this one? L, Lot fled to Zar, saw fairy showers on Sodom poor. For L, and I think this is my favorite one right here. It's Z. It has a picture of Zacchaeus. He did climb the tree, our Lord, to see. And there's a picture of Zacchaeus up in the tree, sycamore tree, looking down to find Jesus. Wow. Wow. (laughs) The rhymes, the illustrations are all from the Bible. It's amazing. Yeah, all of them. And this is for 210 years. The second section uses Bible verses to teach the ABC. Mm. The first one here I'm going to read is E. Listen to this one. Except a man be born Mm. again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) L, liars shall have their part in the (laughs) lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Wow, here's hellfire and brimstone in first grade, brother Larry. <laughs> if you talk about hellfire and brimstone, it won't uh, damage the psyche of the little darlings and make them afraid? Absolutely not. It will put what's called the fear <laughs> of God upon them so they can be saved. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and then there's N. Now is the accepted time. Mm. Now is the day of salvation. And so that's just a couple. And then I want to get to this third section. This is truly amazing. This is 107, and I'm going to call it a first grade test, because there were no grade levels back at this time, a couple hundred years ago. So... This would be almost equivalent to a first-grade test, and I'm not going to give you all 107, Larry. (laughs) I'm just going to give you a couple. I think I have six here. What office does Christ execute as our Redeemer? How does Christ execute the office of a prophet? Which is the fifth commandment? What is required in the fifth commandment? What is the reason annexed in the fifth commandment? And, Brother Larry, this is the bonus question for all of your listeners. Are you ready for this one? Amen. (laughs) What are the benefits which in this life do accompany or flow from justification, adoption, (laughs) and sanctification? How do you think they did, Brother Larry? (laughs) Well, I think the kids to answer those questions would have uh, gone to seminary and gotten advanced degrees in theology, (laughs) at least today. (laughs) That's amazing. God bless us. That was a school textbook for 210 years. I think so many evangelicals today and many pastors and many elders and deacons and many preachers would have no idea about those cardinal, basic doctrines of the Christian faith, the backbone of the Christian faith. And even the churches have been slipping. Wow, this is so, so amazing. Well, You know, we talk about the New England primer, and how do we know for positive or sure 
the original intent of our Declaration of Independence, Constitution, and Bill of Rights. Maybe, maybe we don't know what those words mean. Founding Father Noah Webster, here we go again with this great Founding Father. He authored America's first dictionary of the English language in 1828. And again, I'm holding one of those right here in my hands. I believe you're going to offer these dictionaries also. Yes. And it's, a, it's an interesting right here. After Noah Webster's words in his 1828 dictionary, thousands of these words have Bible verses mm. after the words. Wow. So let's take an example. You know, the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence starts out, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Mm. So how do we know what truth is? You know, today it's so sad, Brother Larry, the revisionist gives us uh, politically correct truth and all kind of different things to invade the real definition of truth. Right. And that's not true. You know, alternative lifestyles, political correctness, all that. But we can go to Noah Webster's Dictionary because he helped author all the do documents. And, the, and with this dictionary, it gives us three Bible verses after the word truth. Mm. The first one is found in John seventeen seventeen, according to Noah Webster. It states, thy word is truth. <laughs> so, Brother Larry, if we look at the declaration where it says we hold these truths, we're talking about the truth of the Word of God, according uh -huh. to Noah Webster in our first dictionary. Yep. Then he quotes John fourteen six that Jesus is the way and the truth. No man cometh to the Father but by him. So that's his second example. It goes on and on. And so all the words in there that are mentioned in the Constitution, you can go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary and find out the original intent. Right. And also Noah Webster's personal testimony, how he got saved and born again in the preface of his 1828 Dictionary. It tells the story how he went to a camp meeting there in Massachusetts, and he walked what was called the sawdust owl. Remember right. that phrase, Brother yep, Larry? Sure do. <laughs> and went down to the altar and received Jesus Christ into his heart, and so did one of his daughters, did the same thing, and they made a public profession of faith there at the camp meeting that they both got saved. Now, in the dictionaries today, like Webster's International dictionary of the English. They are all lies. They've taken out Noah Webster's personal testimony. They've taken out all of the Bible verses, wow. and it's a revisionist copy, and it's nothing but a big lie. And I want to suggest this to your listeners. If you have a new Webster's Dictionary, may I tell you, this fall when it starts to get cold, <laughs> I would tear out the pages, pages and use it to start your wood stove fire. Tell us, how did all of America's laws originate? I mean, that's the root, the foundation. How did they come into being? There was law books authored by Sir William Blackstone. He was the great English jurist that lectured at Oxford. He copied and authored his Blackstone's commentaries on law in 1768. 
And all of our founding fathers had copies of Blackstone's commentaries wow. on law. Wow. And in the preface to these law books that you are offering on your program, I've listed all of the moral spins in the preface that our society is committing today and has been made legal by our liberal government officials that do not believe the Bible. An example is like witchcraft. I have what pages that is on in the, in the Blackstone's commentaries. Abortion. How many was it? 63 million babies in America alone. At one time, that was an immoral act, and it was right. illegal. Right. And now we've made it legal. And then there's sodomy. That's the LGBT community. That was all illegal from the Bible. And so everything, all of our laws have been turned on its head. But I have a whole list of all kind of laws where our laws originated in Blackstone's commentaries on law. Well, friends, we're visiting with Vaughn Schatzer and offering several items to you, the listener, all related to God and country. There's the book and video titled The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence, the New England Primer, Noah Webster's Dictionary, and Blackstone's Commentaries on the Law. These are important historical items that set the foundation, the direction of the American Republic. Our toll-free number, one 800 652-1144. Now, Vaughn, let's look at somebody important from the 20th century. Let's look at Martin Niemöller. What advice and history can we learn from Martin Niemöller? Martin Niemöller was a pastor in Nazi Germany and gives a vivid description of how Hitler rose to power. This is what he said. In Germany, first they came for the communists but I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the Jews, but I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the trade unionists, but I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Catholics, but I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Catholic. Then they came for me, but by that time, there was no one left to speak up. Yeah, how he took over Nazi Germany and uh, all those... Yes, uh, Nazi Germany, yes. All those great people, the Germans were so intelligent. Think of the German language, the great works of literature, music, Beethoven, the Fifth Symphony, on and on. But people weren't wide awake. And before they knew it, the trap had been sprung and it was too late. And Yes. Wow. Well, Vaughn, I, I know you believe in revival. We see it in the Bible. I believe that God wants to bring revival to America. I see some signs of it at the present time in yes. America, and it's certainly happening in other parts of the world, although I think America's a little bit slow. So, Vaughn, what can we as Christians do to bring back true revival and repentance back to our beloved country? I have two things the Lord's put upon my heart, what we can do. First, Hosea 4.6 states, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You know, Brother Larry, we need to become informed and know where we came from. We need to teach apologetics, knowing what we believe, why we believe it, and how to defend it. And I think by getting copies of all of America's first books, law books, school textbooks, dictionaries, we can become informed. And once we know the truth, 
the truth shall set us free. Yeah. And the second thing I believe we can do is found in a scripture probably almost all Christians are familiar with, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, which I'll quote, If my people, not the people in government, but my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Mm, Very important. As I'm listening to you speak, I think we as Americans, and especially young people, young people who have grown up in nice homes and have had plenty to eat and they've had plenty of toys and so forth, somehow we think that these things are computers, our cell phones, Nice clothing, a good meal, three three good meals a day, um, uh, two yeah. summer months in the Bahamas. We think that these <laughs> things are automatic, but we need to remember that all of these blessings can come to a sudden end. Can you just imagine one day putting the light switch on, there's no lights, no computer, uh, no cell phone, uh, because we take it all for granted. God could, and I think God has raised up many enemies. In fact, if we look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see so many times when God was angry at a nation, rather than just sending a thunderbolt, he sent another nation. And we've got lots of nations who would like nothing better than to destroy us. And many of these crackpot nations have nuclear weapons, they've they've got hypersonic missiles, on and on and on, we need to realize that all of the blessings that we have have come to us, number one, by the grace of God, number two, by our military. You know, a lot of our our men and women are really very unhappy with the leadership in America, and I can understand that. I, I don't think our leadership today appreciates the military. They think the military is kind of a, well, it's an unnecessary encumbrance. Uh, we're going to have one world order. We don't need to defend our shores, on and on and on. We need to be thankful to God and realize what, yeah. what President Reagan said, you know, we're just one step away from losing all of our freedoms and all of the beautiful things that we treasure so much, but they can be very, very quickly lost. Another thing that I think is really important is prayer. And when I say prayer, I mean getting in the habit of prayer, intense prayer, beseeching heaven, acknowledging our sins. You know, you look at Daniel chapter 9 and other passages of the Old Testament, Daniel and others, Jeremiah, we confess our sins. I think for for so many Americans, even evangelicals, well, we don't sin. We don't believe in that nonsense. We have a holy God, and God could be our biggest enemy. You know, it's not the Russians, not the Chinese. If we get on the wrong side of God, we're sunk. That's a fact. We need to, first of all, be pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Well, I don't want to go on and preach, but Vaughn, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful two shows. We really love you in the Lord and love your work. Thank you, Brother Larry. The feeling is mutual, and I'll be praying for revival for all of America and for the Southwest Radio Church. Thanks for having me on your program. The complete look into the truth of the Declaration of Independence is found in Von Schatzer's book and DVD, The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence. Make sure you order both the book and DVD today when you call 1-800-652-1144. 
Also today, we have back in print for the first time in many years, Webster's Blueback Speller and New England Primer. Order all four of these outstanding resources when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can visit our website, swrc.com. Now, here's Greg Patton with his look at Living in Today's World. Okay, here's the deal. Doctors, psychologists, counselors, they all tell us what people want most of all in the world is to be accepted, and that many people will go to any length to gain that acceptance. The result has left us fighting an intense battle with loneliness and fear. Fear that, well, no one's going to love us. Loneliness from the isolation that comes from striving after something you were never created to seek. You know, when we struggle for the approval of others, we disregard the unconditional acceptance of Almighty God, don't we? Essentially, we tell God that His love, I'm sorry, just not good enough, God. And we need the regard of others first. That makes us something. Jesus told His disciples to seek the kingdom of God first and all their needs would be met. Did He not say that in Matthew 6.33? When the focus of our hearts is placed squarely on the shoulders of Almighty God, every need, every desire will be fulfilled. The result of a right relationship with God is an abiding peace that comes from His presence within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. God loves you regardless of all those bumps and blemishes and bruises and scars that you've collected over your lifetime. God cares when you hurt and when you suffer discouragement. Sure he does. He's your eternal friend, for pity's sakes. Only God has the capacity to show such incredible love and acceptance. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus took great care to assure his disciples that his impending death was not the end of God's presence on earth. A comforter. I like that. A comforter, one who possesses the same characteristics as he did, would come. Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. And that's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him, does not know him. But you know him, because he abides with you, and will be in you. I'll not leave you as orphans. I'm going to come to you, John 14. 16, 17, and 18. This is so good. Wise relationships always require some kind of communication. Jesus made an eternal pledge to us when he came to this earth. And for us to realize the completeness of God's fellowship, we too have to make a commitment back to him. Sure we do. The essence of the Christian walk doesn't consist of, well, a set of rules and regulations. Some churches teach that it does. It's a sharing a moment-by-moment thing, intimate relationships with the Savior. It's not a matter of some human acceptance. God accepts you. That's all you need to know. That's all that's needed. God accepts you. Friendship with the Savior is a continuous unveiling of His love and personal care for every one of us. The life that remains focused on Jesus is a life that enjoys unbroken fellowship It's a life of victory and peace and hope and security, and most of all, a true friendship. Let me take this a little further. It's been said that you could uh, count, really, true friendship, true friends, count them on one hand. 
How many true, loyal, devoted, and genuine relationships do you have in life? Do you ever wonder why a friendship does not last? Do you long for an enduring friendship that brings you comfort, acceptance, love, joy, security? Everyone has an inner longing for that. It's the desire that God planted within you somehow. First and foremost, God designed you to have a personal relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus. However, His plan also includes meeting many of your needs through other people, specifically close friends, sure. You should never rely on another person to meet all your needs. Only Jesus can do that. But it's a special blessing from God when you can receive His gifts through the words and the actions of someone who knows your innermost feelings and dreams in life. Whether you have a best friend right now or you're praying that God's going to give you one, you can benefit from understanding and applying the principles of a wise and meaningful relationship. There's a saying out there, to have a friend, can you complete it? To have a friend, you must be a friend. The ingredients that mix together to form a bond with another person must be growing inside of you if you want to experience the fullness of a relationship with somebody special in this old world. Wise relationships involve mutual respect. You know, First Samuel 18, 19, 20 tells the story of the beginning of one of the most powerful friendships in the Old Testament, that of David and Jonathan. It started just after David killed Goliath and reported back to King Saul. Jonathan observed the whole fight, and as he listened to David's account of the deed, he was moved to pledge his support to David. 1 Samuel 18.1 says, The soul of Jonathan was knit, was knit to the soul of David. The Hebrew word for knit literally means to chain two things together with a very strong link. Why did Jonathan feel that bond? Jonathan recognized in David many of his own attitudes and goals and life desires. Jonathan was a warrior himself and had just recently delivered a sound blow to the Philistine troops with the help of another man. In David, Jonathan discovered a heart of bravery and steadfast love for the Lord, and he wanted to identify with David both publicly and he wanted to do it privately. Do you admire patience or gentleness or sensitivity? You're going to be drawn naturally to someone with those very same qualities, and somebody will feel the same attraction to you on the basis of your desires and your thoughts and your habits. And respect also means that you value the other person on the basis of his or her identity in Jesus Christ and not by behavior or performance according to your expectations. Real, wise relationships are based on the person of Jesus Christ. I think it was Oswald Chambers who said, the dearest friend on earth is a mere shadow compared to the person of Jesus Christ. Your temporary friendships here on earth are a reflection of the ultimate friendship that Christ offers through fellowship with Him forever. Von Chancer's book and DVD entitled The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence are our featured resources today. Order both the book and DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. Also today, we have back in print for the first time in many years, Webster's Blueback Speller and New England Primer. Order all four of these outstanding resources when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can visit our website, 
swrc.com. Angels and Giants, The Watchers, and The Nephilim on tomorrow's Watchmen on the Wall program. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com.